You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Episode 48, The Paradox. Welcome to The Paradox with your attending, Dr. Eric Larson. He is a practicing anesthesiologist and clinical assistant professor at Michigan State University College of Human Medicine. Listen in as he takes you behind the scenes of what practicing medicine in today's ever-changing world is like with another doctor. The Paradox is a fun and accidentally informative show for physicians, patients, or anyone who has ever found themselves in a waiting room. Welcome to The Paradox. I'm your host, Dr. Eric Larson. Thank you for joining me as we explore the U.S. medical system in a fun and informative format where you can learn about what physicians face through expert analysis. Today's expert is Matt Bellis. He's not a physician, but he is in charge of a large health-sharing ministry, Liberty HealthShare. And we're going to learn today about what those are and how they may offer a solution to the healthcare woes we face today. Today's episode is a little bit shorter than usual, but I think that's good. It's packed with lots of information. And I think you'll find the health sharing ministries, if you're not already familiar with them, very interesting. And much like direct primary care, it has also seen an explosion of growth. Although it is still a small portion of the market, I believe that this innovative disruptor has the potential to really radically transform the way we view healthcare and ways of paying for it. And although Mr. Bellis mentions that it's certainly not for everybody, it's definitely a solution that I think a lot of people could see themselves utilizing and be an ever-growing component of healthcare financing. The show notes to today's show can be found at theparadox.com slash 048. Again, that's Paradox with a CS at the end. If you feel compelled, you are welcome to support the show financially at patreon.com slash theparadox. There, all the money raised goes towards the production and promotion of the show, and every penny is greatly appreciated. If you're a first-time listener to the show, thank you so much for joining me. I think you'll find this very informative. And go back to the list of shows that have been recorded previously. I think you'll find a number of them that will be very interesting to you as well. If you're a longtime supporter, thanks again for tuning in. Thanks for sharing with your friends and family and colleagues. And I hope you're enjoying the show as much as I am and that you're learning as much as I am as well. Finally, if you're interested, please go to theparadox.com, sign up for my email list, where it basically notifies you about the show, but potentially other news that comes up in the future. I encourage you to send notes to me and show tip ideas. Lots of these do become shows or interviews in the future, and I definitely learn more about medicine, and I'm forced to think about things that I had not thought about before. But without further ado, Mr. Matthew Bellis and Liberty HealthShare Ministry. Enjoy. 
Well, hi, this is Eric Larson. I'm here with my new friend, Matthew Bellis. He's a national spokesman for Liberty HealthShare. He helped develop and launch Liberty HealthShare and has served in many roles within the ministry. His career began in 2000 in the entertainment industry, actually, as an audio engineer. He's worked with many prominent entertainers. He resides in Lancaster, Pennsylvania with his wife and three children. Matt, thank you so much for joining me today. Eric, thank you for having me. Well, I've been actually trying to set up this interview for quite some time. Uh, because I'm not sure, I'm sure you're not super familiar with my show, but we talk about generally with other physicians. So I'm, uh, violating my own rule. Cause that's the, we're not doing a paradox today, just one doc, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> we're, we look at, uh, we talk to other physicians generally, uh, where we look at problems in healthcare, uh, innovative solutions, disruptors to the industry. And, uh, so it's not just problems, but it's also people who are finding solutions and workarounds to the, the, the problems we have in healthcare, right? Uh, and so I definitely want to get someone to talk about the ministry because one of the things that I've recognized at a long time and we've discussed in the show quite a bit is the third-party payer system and just sort of how that distorts things. And so this is sort of uh, what we're going to talk about today is is kind of a an end around, I guess, the third-party system in in a, in a manner of speaking. And so I wanted to talk to you about this health sharing because I know a lot of my, my listeners are not familiar with that. And I would say in demographics that are unofficial, 50% physicians, 50% non-physicians, and they're either the lay public or people who are peripherally related to healthcare, physical therapists, et cetera. And so they may also be interested in the in the concept as well because healthcare ministry is fairly new phenomenon in in some manner of speaking. So why don't you tell us just basically what ministry the ministry is and how you think it's how it's different or similar to in health typical health insurance. Sure. Uh, well, Liberty HealthShare is a 501c3 nonprofit healthcare sharing ministry. Uh, we are a national uh, volunteer organization of men, women all across the country who have gathered together to share in each other's healthcare expenses. Uh, it's a system that is actually very simple to, to really understand, although it sounds revolutionary in our world today primarily because <laughs> we're so yeah. inundated, inculcated with the idea of third-party payment insurance. Uh, but it's basically people who have gathered together to send what we call share amounts every single month. Those share amounts go directly to another member who has a medical need. Uh, Liberty HealthShare is just there to act as the aggregator of those relationships. We bring the people together. Uh, we have all the people who have the needs, <laughs> excuse me, and have all the people who have all of the uh, the share amounts that they're bringing in each month, and we then pay off those those medical expenses. Uh, it's very easy, very uh, efficient, effective, reliable system of taking care of healthcare bills. But like I said again, it, it's a different way that people are used to. Um, and because we have been dealing with this third party mindset for so long, people think that's the only way to take care of, uh, of health care bills. Uh, and that's just simply not the case. I'm sure you can attest that there's more than one way to uh, get your uh, get, get health care. There's more than one way to pay for it as well. Right. And and I think that's the you know, people will try probably try describing your system. I probably not even fair calling a system. Uh, but the the ministry you have is something of uh, in lines with insurance. Like, well, your share amount is like a premium, and you know you have additional might you might have out of pocket. But essentially, it's sort of like if you were a, I guess I've thought of if you're a small 
village or something and someone gets sick <laughs> and everyone kind of just gets together and pitches in to help whoever it is who maybe their crops died or something like that, right? I mean, it's right. kind of like that, right? Except you can yeah. aggregate people from all across the country as a larger market. Well, and actually you're, you're pretty close as to how we like to describe it, actually. I, I like to say it's like going to church on Sunday, basically. Uh, you stand up in front of the congregation and say, hey, everybody, uh, I broke my arm. Here's the medical bill. Can you all help me? And then people come up and just give you money. Uh, it's basically what we would normally do within our lives whenever we were brought to a situation that we had uh, uh, that was unaffordable and unexpected. Uh, it would be our our neighbors. It would be our family. It would be our communities that we would turn to whenever we would have a need. And so that's what we actually uh, do as a ministry. We bring all of those people together. We uh, we hold <laughs> a big service and, and bring all of those uh, that money and those needs together to help those things get paid off. And so uh, it's a very simple, easy system to, to understand. Uh, so your your ministry has been around since 2000, right? And so why don't you talk about how you began, sort of what was the inspiration for the for creating it, and the trajectory that your ministry and maybe other health sharing ministries uh, have been sort of within the healthcare space. Well, let me back you up just a little bit because the the Perfect. ministry itself, uh, our parent ministry, has been around since 1995. Uh, Liberty HealthShare, in its uh, current uh, uh, situation here is uh, been only around since 2013. Uh, we relaunched and reformulated with the parent ministry to launch Liberty HealthShare at that time. Okay. Uh, and so uh, it, it was. It had to do with the regulations of healthcare sharing ministries and working those things out. Uh, but it actually really started back in 2010. Uh, <coughs> Dale and I, my, uh, my father and the founder of Liberty HealthShare, uh, were having a conversation he and I were in the car together, and I just kind of said, what does the next five years look like for you? And, uh, you know, he kind of told me about his thinkings about what was going on with the ACA, uh, the national conversation that was happening uh, within uh, the country at that time regarding healthcare and how to pay for it, uh, the problems that uh, were being uh seen the the the, uh, the possible solutions that we didn't really think were solutions. Uh, and we had this long conversation about what healthcare was in America. And we kind of came to the conclusion that our family has been a part of the solution since the early 80s. Uh, it was with healthcare sharing. It's been in smaller Christian communities up until that point. But healthcare sharing was a way to take care of your healthcare bills in a community of people, give autonomy, give some uh, some responsibility and liberty back to uh, the patient so that they can make decisions for themselves. Uh, and we saw that as a model for the way that a lot of people would benefit from uh, from healthcare and how to pay for it. Uh, it was actually our family. Uh, who started, excuse me, started the first healthcare sharing ministry back in 1982 uh, when my uncle, uh, who wasn't my uncle at the time, uh, married into the family. Gotcha. Uh, my, my uncle was actually in a car accident uh, with his family. He unfortunately lost his wife and his daughter, but he and his sons had survived and they were left with almost insurmountable uh, medical bills. 
And so because he was a local pastor, the churches around the area heard about what was happening to him and decided that we need to surround our brother with love and kindness and support. And so they started sending him cards and letters, but also sending him gifts of money uh, to help pay for his medical bills. Uh, it was an interesting story that whenever uh, he started to receive these things, there was a day that the uh, the, uh, the the post uh, postal service guy left mailman. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, right. The, <laughs> the mailman left a note in the mailbox saying, "I couldn't leave everything in the mailbox. I apologize." Oh, and there was a box uh, left for him, <laughs> and so going through all of those uh, those letters and all of those cards and getting those checks and things, he had over and above what he needed to pay for his health care bills. And it, that was when the light bulb kind of went off and he said, this is the way uh, a community should care for each other. This is the way how health care should be paid for, uh, where you rely on your community to help you during those times that are unexpected and unaffordable. And so uh, he developed the first healthcare sharing ministry. My family was a part of it. Um, and years later, we heard about this whole uh, ACA debate. And that's when Dale resolved to say, we need to take that model and bring it to the rest of the country. And that's what we've done with Liberty Health Share. So I know one of the provisions in the ACA, where Ob- was commonly called Obamacare, is that that this there is a carve out for these health sharing ministries now, it's probably not as important now because it, initially you had to have some form of insurance, otherwise you face a penalty. Um, and now that, that penalty has gone away. But the the concept is, I mean, the, it was still written into the law, right? Is that correct? It was actually a very fortuitous um, uh, meeting uh, that during the same time that these conversations were going and debates were going on, my representative at that time, Joseph Pitts in, in uh, the 16th district of Lancaster, Pennsylvania, um, met a, uh, another a person who was a part of healthcare sharing ministries, uh, uh, another ministry, one of the CEOs at that time met with this uh, representative on an airplane. Uh, oh my goodness. Started talking to each other about what each other did, and the conversation came down to healthcare. What do you do? How do you, you know, I'm a representative, I work for the healthcare sharing ministry. We're concerned about what these new laws are going to do for our uh, membership. Uh, and so, from that meeting, uh, that representative got uh, that CEO in touch with other people to help put in a provision to the law. It was actually Senator Max Bacchus who uh, championed this part of the law. Uh, for Section 1501-B, which talks about how members of recognized healthcare sharing ministries are exempt from the fines and the mandates of the Affordable Care Act. It's the the members who are exempt, not the ministry. The ministry may be recognized, but it's not an exempt, you know, ministry. Right. Um, Now, like you had said, the fines have been done away with. Uh, it's a it's a dog without teeth now, um, yeah. but uh, those mandates are still in place in terms of what you have to provide for the people within a membership, uh, what needs to go in them, and a lot of things became rather onerous when it came to uh, you know men have to pay for uh, maternity uh, or women right, have right, to right. pay for uh, you know 
uh, something that prostate exams. Yeah, right. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. So uh, during those those uh, uh, that that changeover with the ACA, we just knew that there was a better way to bring this all about. And so with the uh, provision of the ACA, it allows those members to be exempt from the fines and the mandates of the Affordable Care Act. And that's one of the things that leads us to be so, frankly, so competitive, um, so, so attractive to people who really are looking for a different way to take care of their health care bills, uh, because we're able to exist in a marketplace that is, uh, that is relatively free. Right. So... I mean, it's for the people, I, and I have some friends who are, I'd say they're self-employed. I mean, they're, they're professionals, but they're, you know, solo practices. I mean, for them to find insurance for their family is, you know, it's crazy. The health deductible, they're spending like thirty five, forty thousand dollars $40,000 a year deductibles and, you know, medications and, you know, they're sort of their full healthcare costs for the year. Uh, and, and these are people who are in, in healthcare, right? And so I think people yeah. oftentimes think that physicians and other professionals in healthcare, well, they don't really actually, they have some special deal, they get free care or something like that or right. discounted. Well, it's absolutely not the case because <laughs> I think our business, our practices, probably like most businesses, that are number one expenses, probably, I mean, outside of salary, the next one would be health benefits. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so these are, obviously, this is the sort of thing that'd be very interesting for people who are self-employed or who have, whose employer doesn't provide the, the healthcare, obviously, right? I mean, because- I'm assuming the premiums or the, the, the amount that you pay in is significantly <coughs> less than the traditional premium in, you know, uh, HMO or something like that. Well, it's actually interesting because we did a survey of our membership uh, not too long ago, and we found the vast majority of people within our membership as a whole are people who were full-time employed, um, full-time employees, I should say, uh, that they're employer offered a health plan, but they chose to reject that and go with Liberty Health Share because they had that option and opportunity. Uh, and that kind of just goes to show a couple of things. One, it may be a question of, of dollars, but more importantly, it may be a question of conscience uh, because people really um, are attracted to the idea that they're a part of a community, that they're systematically helping people on a regular basis. Uh, I know that we all have desire for meaning and for uh, uh, for significance in our lives. Uh, it's really good and gratifying to know that every single month, my money and other people's money are going to help other people directly in need. People who have real felt needs right now are receiving money from our members to help pay for their medical bills. And it's one of those things that we always say that that's the right thing to do. It's a, it's a uh, desire of conscience, desire of liberty to be able to uh, help support others in need and help pay for their medical bills. And the way that we have been able to set it up, because it is the right thing to do, the benefit of that is lower cost. Now, it sounds interesting, but it is actually very true how we work through this process we put the patient back in charge of their health care. They have a little bit more autonomy, more responsibility, but they have a lot of liberty in their health care. And that is one of the big contributing factors to lower health costs. When you have somebody who is responsible for their care, yet backed up by a community of people that is supporting them during those high dollar health care crises, 
uh, whenever those things happen, they are able to rely on a community to help them in their times of, of need. But the reverse of that is you also are able to save a lot of money, but you're saving money because it's the right thing to do, not because that's what you're out to do in the first place. Right. I mean, I can see, and I can see the, just the notion of subsidiarity, which is, you know, that you're taking care of people within your own community. It's a larger community, but it's probably a tight community in some ways too, even though you may not know everyone specifically who you're helping uh, provide care for, you know, support. Um, so the, the autonomy is definitely something that is probably, is something that people are going to really appreciate the fact that they have control over, you know, what physicians they may see, where they're going to get their care. How do you, how do you go about finding ways of paying for things? Because, you know, most places you go, if you go to the hospital and say, Hey, how much is it going to cost? It might be a long conversation. They may not even know where to even begin having that talk with you. So how do you, how does your ministry work on taking care of all those medical needs, either with an individual practitioner or with a larger healthcare system? Well, um, a lot of doctors and hospitals we have found are very receptive to the concept and idea of healthcare sharing. Uh, if they don't quite understand it at first, uh, usually a conversation with the doctor or the administration of the hospital uh, really helps them understand how the process works, how they get paid. Uh, we work off of a system that is uh, more market-based. Uh, we do reference-based pricing, which is uh, very, uh, we try to go with fair and reasonable reimbursements to, uh, to doctors and hospitals. Uh, so a lot of them find out through, uh, through frankly, just members coming to them and wanting to be their patient. And so they go through the process, they talk to us, uh, they find out what the reimbursement schedule is, how uh, they, how and when, and all these kinds of things that they're going to be paid. And a lot of doctors and hospitals agree to it without a problem. There are some who have questions, maybe concerns, maybe they want to negotiate for uh, a different reimbursement, but for the majority, uh, a lot of them really accept it without very much of a problem at all. And how about for pharmaceuticals? So, you know, do you have, I'm clearly with the system, you could go get your medications anywhere you want. And you're obviously as much as if you'd had an HSA, you're probably encouraged to find a price that, you know, the best price you can. How did you do with PBMs and, you know, those, those entities? Well, we actually have a discount network that we work with called SaveNet uh, with Liberty. If you have a, uh, a pharmaceutical expense attached to an actual incident, with Liberty HealthShare, there's a way that we go about in uh, in helping share in those medical expenses. Uh, but if it's something that is maintenance to get you back into what you need or or things like that, um, we have a discount network that we work with in pharmaceuticals that really does help. It tries to get as low price as possible, uh, but because our members also pay a lot in cash, they are self-paid patients as well, um, they go out and find the best prices. Um, uh, we encourage shopping. We encourage people to go out there and look for different tools and ways to uh, get lower cost healthcare. Uh, actually, um, some of the uh, native applications that are out there on people's phones have been fantastic in finding great deals yeah. at, uh, at getting uh, lower priced pharmaceuticals. I myself had an issue where I needed an antibiotic and uh, the particular antibiotic was going to be well, it was a little over a hundred dollars. I shopped around, was able to go on my phone and find it for $13. I mean, I was just yeah. blown away. And so I thought, well, doc, send the prescription there. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, 
but it's been pretty amazing to uh, to to open your eyes as a consumer to see one how broken the healthcare system is, but in that brokenness, you can actually do things to help save yourself, your family, and community a lot of money. It is interesting because it's it, there's. Uh, since we've had the HSA, we've been shopping around for pharmaceuticals before we just got it like at Walgreens or something because it was convenient. You could get all of them at one place. Right. You suddenly realize, and there's not one pharmacy that is the better price for any particular drug. I mean, you'll have one drug that you're always going to get it there, but yeah. it's not like there's any sort of rhyme or reason to where the best place to get your medicines are. It's it just it's kind of random. It's it's not a uh, the competition is very weird because most most things in the market are they somewhat they recognize the other prices from their competitors. Like, you know, if you go to gas stations, they're not usually off by, you know, a dollar a gallon or something like that. It's maybe a few pennies and based on convenience right. or whatever. Right. And yet the pharmacies, it's, it, it's because I think probably people just don't shop around much as I suspect most of the reason that these, uh, that there's the pricing is just kind of goofy. Well, this, this kind of goes back to frankly, the, the, the mess <laughs> that yeah. healthcare pricing is in. Um, we are so used to, as a country, a rather stable economy. Uh, we, we know that peanut butter in Pennsylvania uh, is going to cost pretty much about the same amount as peanut butter in California. Right. Uh, commodities that we're looking for are pretty well priced and everybody expects to pay relatively the same thing given within a relatively close geographical area. That's not the way it is in healthcare at all. Uh, and it shows that how, like I said, broken the system is. Uh, an MRI at one hospital, uh, we've priced it out, can be $15,000 at one. The hospital just down the street can go, go for that at uh, $5,000. Uh, it's very, it, it's wild pricing. Uh, it, it's not based in markets. It's based in, frankly, cronyism. Uh, hospitals and insurance companies are rather insulated from a lot of the, uh, the, the market forces that really dictate what prices are going to be. Uh, there's not a whole lot that uh, a car company uh, or, or computer company or, you know, any kind of other industry is going to put something out there in the marketplace that they're going to really be able to dictate their own prices you're not able to do that with other areas. You have to kind of conform to what the market is willing to pay for something. That's not the case at all within healthcare. Uh, you're going to find prices on a wild scale. And so going into uh, healthcare sharing, we saw that and said, we've got to find a way to bring all of that to some sort of predictable level where we're not sharing in, you know, one month, where your suggested monthly share amount would be $2.99 per month on a regular basis, and then the other month it would be $1,300 <laughs> because uh, a rogue hospital charged us way too much money. So that's what we've done within reference-based pricing. I'm, I don't know if you're familiar, but no. found out what the baseline that uh, most doctors and hospitals will take. We found that Medicare was a good place to start, but then added on to that, uh, because a lot of doctors and hospitals won't even take Medicare pricing. Uh, so we add on top of that. So Medicare plus uh, what would be out there in the marketplace, just so that we could get some semblance of sanity and give doctors and hospitals a reasonable, fair reimbursement for what they have done. Not wild pricing 
up and down the scale, but something that we can relatively predict when it comes to what our members uh, may uh, receive in their need for health care. So we've we've touched on the 501c3 status. Is that correct? It's 501c3. We are a 501c3. Uh, so, right. And so it's a ministry of sorts. So one quick question is, you know, people, most people want to give money to a 501c3. There's a tax advantage to that. Uh, and then secondly, it sounds like with this health sharing ministry, there has to be a ministry portion of this, right? This cannot be, there has to be some faith-based aspect of it. Sure. Yeah. Uh, well, let me touch on the 501c3 status. Uh, we are a, uh, a 501c3. Uh, if you're just giving to Liberty Health Share without any uh, thought into the future that you might be receiving <laughs> from Liberty Health Share, I see. Uh, those, yes. those are uh, uh, tax exempt uh, contributions that you can write off on your taxes. And we go through those processes if people want to give to Liberty Health Share, uh, maybe for a special project or, or the like. Uh, but if you're a member and you're giving to Liberty Health Share on a regular basis, uh, not necessarily to the organization, but to its other members, in expectation that someday you might receive from them as well, those aren't tax-exempt uh, contributions. So Makes sense. Whenever people think about 501c3s, uh, if you just decide out of the goodness of your own heart to be charitable and give, those are something that you, yes, would be able to, to write off. Uh, we are a faith-based ministry. We are Christian in nature. Uh, we're not ashamed of that. We're very proud of that. Uh, it's something that guides us in our principles. Uh, it's the Bible that teaches us how and uh, uh, the way in which we should act within a community and help and support each other. Uh, we feel that maybe at times the church has been really good at that and other times not so good at that. Uh, and so we feel like this is a part of the ministry that we're able to uh, to fulfill the commandments in the Bible, to help, serve, to support one another, uh, to give to one another in each other's times of need, uh, to do good into the body of Christ. That's what we want to be able to do, do it in a very systematic way, do it in a way that is predictable so that our members can uh, uh, be a part of that part of the ministry. Uh, so yes, we are Christian in nature, but a lot of our folks uh, may not necessarily identify being Christian themselves, but they identify with the mission, with the, uh, the, uh, the, the things that drive us to be a healthcare sharing ministry. They have no problems with that. and They want to join and be a part of that. And we most welcome them uh, to be a part of our ministry. Yeah. You don't have a multiple choice test, obviously. <laughs> no, but we do have uh, shared beliefs by which our members adhere to. Uh, and those shared beliefs uh, kind of guide us on how we should uh, share, how we should be a part of this community. Uh, and so it's one of those things that uh, we look to our shared beliefs as a little bit of a test to say, can you agree with this? If yes, we'd love you to be a part of Liberty Health Share. Right. So I just changed to a direct primary care physician. I'm sure you're familiar with DPC <coughs> practices. We are. Uh, Actually, we very much approve of DPCs and think our members would be would do well to be a part of one. What, what is the relationship with like a, a membership, uh, the membership fee you have to pay, you know, for a DPC doc? And do do you, uh, is that paid for by, through the ministry or is that a separate expense? How does that usually work? 
that is a, uh, a separate expense. We do things a little bit differently with uh, with DPCs. We've worked on piloting programs where uh, some of our members, <coughs> excuse me, would be able to let their uh, DPC fees go towards what we call our annual unshared amount. Um, but you know, it's always a changing, evolving process to understand what's the best way to, to work with DPCs. Uh, if you want to be a part of a DPC, we welcome that. We think it's great. A lot of people who have been able to save money in being a part of healthcare sharing uh, have been able to put some of that money towards being a part of a DPC. Uh, and so uh, right now, there's no real direct financial um, uh, test between DPCs and Liberty HealthShare. Uh, or any kind of contributions, but we do highly suggest them. We think they're a very good uh, uh, resource for people to, uh, to, to tap into. Uh, we like it because it really focuses back on the idea of healthcare <laughs> rather than sick care. Uh, you have a coach rather than just somebody who's more like a mechanic, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so what what's the status of health sharing ministries as far as a as far as market share right now in the United States? Is it are we talking one percent, two percent, less than that? Do you have a well, do you have a feel for that? Yeah, I I don't have uh, exact figures on that, but I would say within healthcare sharing ministries across the country, uh, we're reaching into maybe the million half to two million range of people who are part of healthcare sharing ministries. Uh, so the market as a whole relatively rather small, but it is significant to those who are a part of, of healthcare sharing ministries. Uh, actually, you don't need to have that many people uh, to be a part of a healthcare sharing ministry to be a viable one. Uh, it's a very fascinating uh, study that we've uh, been able to do. Uh, but it's been one of those things that even though it's not taking over the entire market, we have made a significant impact on uh, the conversation of healthcare, what people are uh, thinking about, learning about, talking about when it comes to how they pay for healthcare, really starts to open the mind whenever people start understanding and realizing there are different options for them. Uh, they just need to look around for them. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think, you know, the more we, we turn ourselves into consumers and recognize scarcity and sort of basic economic fundamentals, the better off we're all going to be both as providers and as, as patients. Um, I was looking at your website a while ago and I was, and you definitely have some relationships you've established with practices or, and how do, if physicians hear this and they say, Hey, this sounds like I want to make sure I have access to this market. How do they reach out to you to say, Hey, I want to set up some fee scheduling or something like that. You know, if I'm orthopedic surgeon, for instance, or if you're some, or also, is this something that employers could look for a possibility for their employees? Well, uh, with I'll touch on the employer's uh, portion of it first. That's tough. Uh, the regulations when it comes to employers and how they relate to, uh, uh, to their employees and what they're able to pay for and what they're not, very complex. Um, we have done it in the past uh, with employers. Uh, it's, it has to be set up a very particular way. We want to make sure that the employer is not doing anything uh, that they shouldn't be doing. Uh, and so if that's something that an employer would like to look into, I would say just give us a call because uh, we can walk through that process to see if it's something that would uh, work well for you and we can go through that. Uh, and even with doctors and hospitals, we have an entire division uh, of our company, of uh, our ministry to set aside to work with doctors and hospitals uh, to negotiate any kind of contract that uh, a doctor may want to be into 
uh, with Liberty HealthShare, uh, talk about how the process would work, uh, put their name out there to our membership to see uh, who might be in the area who might want to be a part of their practice. So, uh, so yes, we have an entire uh, division of our of our uh, ministry devoted to helping doctors uh, walk through the process of healthcare sharing. And a question I'm sure you get uh, a number of times is, well, you're probably just picking off the people who are really healthy, who don't have any health expenses, right? That's why this right. is such a viable. You don't want to take the people who are chronically ill, who have. Like I've got a foster son on, uh, who had a kidney transplant, for instance. You know, he's the kind of guy who could never be, you know, qualified for something like this. Hmm. But we take people, I should say, with pre-existing conditions all the time. Um, it's not just people who are healthy who are being picked off or anything like that. Um, I, I have to kind of, whenever I hear that argument, though, I have to push back a little bit. Uh, Perfect. Say, Go for it. <laughs> to say that. That's a terrible way to think <laughs> uh, because if you're not giving people the autonomy to make their own decisions, it shows a rather low view of not only the people that you're trying to attract, but of your own programs or what you're saying they should be a part of. Uh, yeah. If you're saying people will just go away if they weren't forced <laughs> to be a part of what you were doing, might want you to step back and think maybe I should rethink <laughs> uh, this the the whole program or processes that I'm in with maybe third party payment because uh, that's a frankly a terrible way to think. Uh, it looks at people as almost uh, chattel, <laughs> yeah, prisoners, uh, right? Rather, exactly, yeah. Rather than autonomous people who can make their own decisions of their own will, uh, more or less as automatons who should be forced uh, to buy what we're giving. Uh, and so we, re we, we look at that and say, yeah, we're much more about allowing people making their own decisions. Uh, we want them to be able to choose healthcare sharing. We don't want them to be forced into it. Uh, we want people who are going to be a part of it, buy into it. Uh, it's the people who treat us like a, another third-party payment system that don't really work out well, uh, frankly, with us. It's the people who have a mindset that is that works well for healthcare sharing. Uh, that people want to uh, take control over their health and their health care. Uh, it's the people who are health conscious, not necessarily healthy, <laughs> but people who are health conscious. People who want to make the right decisions within their health care. They put down the cheeseburger. Uh, they pick up the salad. Uh, they uh, they walk the extra mile. You know, they don't ride around everywhere. Uh, it's people who are much more health conscious rather than just healthy because we do take people with pre-existing conditions and people that may have lifestyle uh, conditions that could uh, use some improvement. We actually sign them up for a program within the, uh, the ministry called Health Track. Uh, health Track is an extra $80 per month charge, uh, but with Health Track, you are actually given a health coach to walk with you and work with you on some predetermined self-set goals that you all agree upon. And whenever you reach those goals, you then graduate from health track and you retain your Liberty Health Share membership. But people who really work well within health track are folks that have uh, lifestyle conditions. Let's say, you know, type two diabetes or mm -hmm. uh, heart disease, high blood pressure, obesity, smoking even. Uh, those are the folks 
that really do well within uh, within uh, health track uh, because you see some phenomenal lifestyle change whenever they're working with their health coach. I'm sure you can agree that a lot of times all we need is a little bit of accountability to get us over to that next level of where we would like to be, frankly. Uh, we have seen smokers stop smoking. It's been fantastic to see. We've seen uh, thousands, <laughs> almost tens of thousands of pounds lost within the, uh, the, within the health track program. Uh, we've seen people reverse their type 2 diabetes, bring their blood pressure uh, into uh, regular uh, pressure. Uh, you know, it's just been fantastic to see uh, people really be changed by, uh, by their participation within health track. Well, and I've got to imagine on some level, some level too, just knowing that people are sending their money to you to help support you changes your motivations and sort of the way you look at your health as well versus just having a random sort of third-party administrator, you know, taking care Absolutely. of things. Absolutely, yeah. And that's part of the mindset that we kind of talk about is that um, if you are somebody that just wants to go to the doctor or hospital and have stuff done to you, <laughs> uh, if you're not going to ask questions or anything like that, probably not the best fit. Uh, but if you're somebody who goes in, you start asking questions, is this the right medication for me to be taking? Or can I get this at a place that's uh, a little bit cheaper? Uh, can we delay this treatment now? Or do I need it right away? Uh, do we do this procedure at the hospital? Or can we go to a surgery center? Uh, do I go see this doctor or should I go see this DPC over here? Uh, you know, people who are active, who are thoughtful, uh, wise consumers of healthcare, those are the folks who do well within Liberty HealthShare. And that changes the mentality whenever you're a part of it because no longer do you have this entitlement mentality where you feel like, well, I paid my premium, I should get whatever I need. Uh, mm -hmm. It changes it more to an ownership mindset. Uh, where you're somebody who owns your body. You take responsibility for your body. You watch out for it. Uh, you make sure that the you know it's the right procedure, right thing that's being done to you, rather than things just, this is the procedure that we can do because this is what's going to be paid for. Uh, this is what we are going to say that you need, rather than what do I need to become the healthiest I can be What's the wisest, best choice that I can make to be a part of, a, of a, within my healthcare that really does benefit me rather than benefit some third-party bureaucrat 3,000 miles away? Yeah, I mean, it's got to be absolutely changing your, um, your outlook and sort of how things – because I think most of the time you look at insurance as an economic calculation. How much am I spending print deductible? How much are my premiums? How much is my total cost going to be for the year? Versus, you know, well, how much I think I'd spend outside of if I didn't, you know, that's how you're deciding between plans, the gold, platinum, whatever. Right. Um, what What is the financial stability of these, of your ministry or other ministries? I mean, is this, how confident people have that it's going to be solvent? You know, if there's a natural disaster, of course, people are worried that you suddenly go broke or something like that, like an insurance company. Right. Uh, well, actually, we've been through natural disasters. We had members were affected by hurricanes and floods and tornadoes and uh, even the California wildfires. We had members uh, who were affected out there. But that's the benefit of having such a broad community of people mm -hmm. all across the country who are helping to contribute. Uh, the law of large numbers doesn't says that not everybody's going to have a heart attack right at the same time. Uh, not everybody's <laughs> going to be a part of, a, uh, of the California wildfire where they're having to deal with smoke inhalation. 
so we have the ability within a broad scope within the entire country to be able to help one another in each other's times of need because our financial viability, frankly, Eric, is within the pockets of our members. It's the people who are a part of Liberty HealthShare who make sure that it is continuing to function. Liberty HealthShare is not a third-party payer. Liberty HealthShare is just a uh, an aggregator of relationships. We bring people together. When you pay as the member your share amount, you're not paying Liberty HealthShare. You're paying somebody else. My money doesn't go to Liberty HealthShare. My money goes to Eric Larson. Uh, and so that's what I mean by it's the peoples uh, who are part of Liberty Health Share who make it financially viable. And the good news is financial viability doesn't necessarily mean that you need thousands of thousands of thousands of people to make sure that this is viable. The studies that we've done shows that the uh, financial viability of an organization like this really, frankly, only needs to be in the hundreds. Really? Really. That's amazing. Uh so I don't want to take up all your time. I really appreciate the discussion. Matt, why don't you tell us about how we, people can find out more about Liberty HealthShare and, you know, where they could where they could sign up or at least learn more about what the opportunities there are for them. Sure. People can just go to libertyhealthshare.org, libertyhealthshare.org. A lot of great information to find on there. I would actually suggest that people, if they're interested, to go uh, download our decision guide really helps people walk through the process of whether or not this is a good fit for them or not, because not a good fit for everybody. So we want to make sure that it's good uh, for you if you're going to sign up. So go to libertyhealthshare.org. Uh, you can sign up right there online. Doesn't take long at all, about 10 minutes to go through that process of, uh, of signing up for Liberty HealthShare. You can also give us a call, 855-58-LIBERTY, 855-585-4237. Uh, or again, libertyhealthshare.org. And any place on social media that we should link to? Are you are you on are you twittering? Are you tweeting or on Facebook <laughs> we're, or we're, we're tweeting, LinkedIn? we're Facebooking, we're uh, YouTubing. We we've got it all. So you can find us out there on the web, no problem. Okay. Well, thank you again so much for taking the time out of your day to talk to us about the healthshare ministry. I think when we're talking about in the show about innovative ways of getting not getting around, but sort of solving the problems we have in healthcare today with the third-party payment system, dealing with pharmaceutical companies, et cetera. I think this is certainly a, an interesting solution that will probably be the right choice for a number of people. Thank you for uh, having me on here, Eric. We love being able to bring this message to as many people as possible. And I'm sure somebody in this audience is hearing this and saying that this might be a good fit for them. So glad to be able to offer that solution to somebody who might be looking into something else. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Paradox. If you like what The Doc is doing, please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or Stitcher. And share the show with your friends. Become a supporting listener to get access to special bonuses at patreon.com forward slash The Paradox. Show notes can be found at theparadox.com. Uh, I'm sorry. I apologize, Eric. Can you give me a second here? No worries. I'm sorry. Something's going on above me here. Hold on one second. It's okay. 
as long as there's no bleeding, that's really the key I found in parenting. <laughs> yeah, right. That's what I'm that's, pointing out too. I totally, uh, I, I've got a five-year-old, a four-year-old, and an almost two-year-old. So, uh, so oh yeah, you know, so a that's drama in the house. That's a lot of a lot of chaos. Uh, sometimes yeah. controlled, sometimes not. Yeah. So exactly, exactly. Uh, right, you want to go back to the question that you absolutely. Had, uh, yeah. So let me try and think, rephrase it here. What I, what I asked. 